Hey folks, welcome into Pro Football Ireland. As we roll through June, we're almost able to say we're a month away from some sort of football. And as we roll through a few focus, we had focus on the Broncos last week, we had Tom Telesco on a few days ago for the Chargers. We got a look at the Chiefs in the AFC West. Uh, BJ Cassell, who is the CEO co-founder, oh, sorry, CEO and founder of KCSN and KC Sports Network. BJ, it's good to chat to you again, man. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I appreciate uh, you both having me on. Uh, excited about this. Always fun to talk a little football with you. Uh, just got to get creative about it here when we're recording in the middle of June. Not a ton of things going on uh, right now, but uh, but yeah, it's calm before the storm. Got about, what, a month left, uh, and then things start to get busy again until, oh, it seems like season just goes through the NFL draft, and then it actually slows down uh, for a couple months. Well, definitely for you guys, it's, it's 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 busy for a long time, and I I think it'll be like that for a long time as well. Chiefs fans will want to hear that. Loads of Chiefs fans in Ireland, and obviously people in the UK, and Europe listening to this. Let's um very quickly dive in just for the last few months for you guys. I mean, I was in Phoenix, and I seen the amount of Chiefs fans that were there just that weekend, but more so, you know, I, I remember when Mahomes went down injured at the half. Uh, I, I'm I'm presuming you were there, but. Just from then to now, it's just been an incredible journey for this Chiefs team. And when you think, BJ, that they can't take it to the next level, they do. And it makes you think what that next level now is, you know? Yeah, I think it's been a crazy ride. I think anyone that has, you know, younger fans, especially on the social media world that we all kind of live in now, uh, people just kind of expect or assume that, you know, the Chiefs have always been good. Uh, and for the diehard Chiefs fans that have been, you know, going to games since they were kids, like myself, you know, this stretch this golden age of chiefs football right now it's trying to remind all of us not to take this for granted that having one of the best coaches of all time one of the best quarterbacks of all time and one of the best tight ends of all time and that's not just being a biased chiefs fan that is when you step back and look at the history of the football uh, history of football in the nfl 20 years from now the way that people talk about patrick mahomes travis kelsey and andy reed are going to be in the conversation with the best to ever do it and have three of them at the same time uh is just a crazy amazing thing for chiefs fans and this is a fan base that you know we have the nfl record for most consecutive playoff losses in a row with nine games we went to the playoffs and it was one and done and so uh, it's a constant reminder here not to to take these things for granted. Uh, but yeah, it seems like if everybody stays healthy, they're going to be good for a long time. I think it's kind of widely known now, but it's great to see the the maturation process, not just for him as a player, but for fans and NFL media types to get um, kind of more knowledgeable on how special Patrick Mahomes is from the mental side of what he can do playing football and not just the crazy throws and the highlights uh, that he really does have a special mental acuity to play the position that is kind of like that uh, counterpoint in Andy Reid and that they see the game in the same way. And it's that mental side uh, that gives them answers to anything that they will see defensively um, that allows them to have the success that they're having now. And so to answer the original question, it's special. Uh, it's kind of always, as Chiefs fans, we have to remind ourselves that this isn't normal, uh, and that it's that uh, to not take it for granted because it, it it things like this don't happen in the NFL, and they do every once in a while, and it's a very lucky, special fan base that gets to experience it. You've had Bo made amazing memories, um, Super Bowl memories, and lifetime memories as part of the Chiefs organization, and now part as the KC Sports Network. 
which one has been more memorable for you or have they both been different in, diff- in different ways? It both been special in different ways. I'm not going to say that, you know, I spent six years working for the team uh, as their official team reporter. I was on the sideline for the Super Bowl win in Miami. Uh, there's nothing that's going to take away how special that is. And uh, above anything else, I got to to know exactly uh, the work and the dedication and what it takes to to earn the right to be down there on the sideline and to get those experiences. Um, I, it's hard for me now to miss them and, and, and all of that. It's been three years or three seasons uh, since I had been there. But I know, you know, I have friends that are still there, uh, that still work there. And I know the amount of time, uh, the dedication, the effort that it takes to to not just get to experience those things. Those people earn the right to be there and to get those, the Super Bowl rings. I, they just got their rings the other day and I was on Instagram and everybody off. It's a bunch of people I'm friends with that work there. And so it was just pictures of the new ring, just like 20 in a row. Uh, of everybody and that it, it's special and i i'm so happy for them to get the experience those uh those different things for myself now uh it's a whole different thing i'm not gonna say there's anything more exciting than standing on the sideline of an nfl game um but from a this feels pretty cool standpoint i get to sit and watch the games with my kids uh, i'm gonna get a chance to do that this year i'm actually gonna go to all the game home games with my kids uh, taking myself off camera uh, to do to run a little bit more of the business stuff this year, so I get to experience those things. My kids are eight and six uh, years old right now, and so um, I get to to be with them a lot more and share my love for uh, the Chiefs and going to Chiefs games and watching them, just like I did with my dad growing up. Uh, that's what made me a Chiefs fan. It's what made me get into this industry and get into this business, and then. I had a job that took me away from being able to share those same things with my kids. Uh, and I missed that. And I wanted that. I didn't want to miss those times when they were at a certain age. Um, and so now we get to kind of do that. Uh, and that's going to be special. So uh, nothing's going to take away being there and being a part of it. But for me, I couldn't share those with the people that I want to share them with the most. Those were memories for me uh, that I had to kind of experience on my own with friends and with colleagues. Uh, but it gets to a point where you want to share the most important and the best things that you can with with your family uh and so i'm getting to do that now and that's special yeah i have to say as an eagles fan i wasn't too happy seeing the rings all over social media the other day <laughs> um just had to close my eyes and ignore it um but speaking of the eagles you know we have aj brown we have smith and other teams have a plethora of wide receiver options. You know, the Dolphins, as you know, have Tyreek Hill. They have Jalen Waddle, yep. And it seems, I would say, looking at the Chiefs, that Mahomes is obvious big connection is Kelsey. But do mm-hmm. you think that they rely too much on that connection? And do you think they need to expand the wide receiver room and bring in kind of like a big wide receiver name? That's a great question. It's probably the most discussed question amongst Chiefs fans. Uh, it has been this entire offseason. Um, I'm not going to doubt that Andy Reid, Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes, and the talent they have in the wide receiver room right now, that's enough for them to go and win. I think Patrick Mahomes can make everybody better. They can go. They could do it. The margin of error, this is the nicest way I can say it, the margin of error becomes that much bigger if you can go sign DeAndre Hopkins. So there is a faction of Chiefs fans that are like, we don't need him to go win. And I agree with them. And then there are the Chiefs fans who say, we need him to win because then we don't have so much pressure on Kelsey and all of these young guys, like a Sky Moore and a Richie James, a guy that's played at this level, has some NFL experience. But you're asking a lot from guys that have the ability to do things, 
but have never yet proved it at the NFL level. Now, the coaches and the players, they know before fans do if somebody's ready to take take what they've done on a field and actually translate that to the NFL level. If Andy Reid watching these guys like, you know what, he's ready, he's going to be huge for us. He knows more than what we do at this point. But for myself to count on Sky Moore to be better than he's ever been, to count on Kadarius Tony to be healthy and better than he's ever been, to count on Richie James to be better than he's ever been, to count on Justin Ross, which is the hot ticket name locally. He's done really well during you know OTAs. You ask some Chiefs fans, they think he's going to be a number three wide receiver. He was on the practice squad last year. You're just asking a lot from guys that haven't proved it yet at that level. Again, not that they can't, they just haven't done it yet. So that's what gives me pause for concern is, hey, they just were asking multiple guys to do things they haven't done before and a 33, 34-year-old Travis Kelsey to stay healthy. So I'll never doubt them. But if you're asking me, I would absolutely sign DeAndre Hopkins and bring him into this mix. I think it's kind of silly for people that think that they shouldn't uh, if they honestly look in the mirror and say, I don't think he makes us better. Um, They didn't watch any highlights of DeAndre Hopkins last year. And a lot of the highlights were showing how well he can do with the very inaccurate quarterback throwing him the football. So to average over 100 yards with Kyler Murray last year uh, was pretty impressive. And DeAndre Hopkins with Patrick Mahomes would be a whole lot of fun uh, to watch, see how that trans translapse. But trust Brett Veach, trust them to, if they need him to bring him in, you got to figure out practice habits. Uh, can he come in and have the same kind of work ethic as the rest of the guys on the team? Those are things that only the scouts, the coaches, and the players would know. But from a talent perspective, give me that dude, absolutely. That would be amazing. There's the tech talk reel. If if he does go in between now and this coming out, which is only a couple of days, but they, if they get him, the internet's going to go crazy. It'll, it'll be interesting to see, man. Um, one guy be they might have to, to yeah they might have to wait for the Chris Jones deal to get done to figure out how much money they have left over. Um, that could it be feels a, like if if anyone be a modest honest right Chiefs, you know, like they'll just get it done. They'll, they'll find a way to see if the the pennies or or Patrick Mahomes will just cut that contract again and just spread spread it across again, which is yeah. great to see. You know, just from a team element as well. So time will tell. I'm not su- not surprised he hasn't signed yet. I don't think he wanted, I mean, at this point in his career, I don't think DeAndre Hopkins wanted to go to a mandatory mini camp with someone. And at this point, you've got five, six weeks before training camp. There's real no great reason to sign right now. This is where a lot of the coaches and a lot of the, the PR staffs, everybody goes on vacation and they're not going to sign a player when your support staff that has to bring that player in, get his contract signed, get the media availability set up. It's like that behind the scenes stuff of the machinations of how those things work can tell you, is this going to happen right now? I'd be really surprised if any NFL team would sign DeAndre Hopkins. You sign him a few days before training camp starts. Otherwise, you have a bunch of your staff that this is the only downtime of the year that they can really go take vacations, spend time with their families. If you can wait, which you can in a situation like this, there's nothing happening. Players are not in the buildings. They're away from everybody. Um, it's going to be right before camp that DeAndre Hopkins would sign. Would be my best guess uh, for an organization that thinks through those types of things. And the Chiefs are definitely one of the teams that thinks through those things. It came very obvious to me, BJ, on opening night that I was not going to see Travis Kelsey or Patrick Mahomes up close because they were being mobbed. So I... Spoken, speaking to Harrison Butker, but one guy that really impressed me was George Karlaftis. And obviously, it's the whole European element for us, but he, he to have the first season that he had, and 
th- that he had and people are now you know talking can he be the guy that can replace Frank Clark what sort of jump do you think he could have in the second season because the potential is really there is it yeah I if you you I laugh because I was the one from the moment he and he being George Karloftis uh showed up in Kansas City I had projected him to break the Chiefs franchise record for sacks by a rookie it was set by Derek Thomas back in 1989 I believe it was 10 and a half sacks I thought I thought Karloftis was going to end up with more than that mainly because of the tenacity he plays with and most sacks now at the NFL level, it's not like college where you just see a defensive end beat the tackle up the field, beat him around the edge and get a sack. The NFL level, it's a second move. It's a third move. It's the quarterback scrambling outside the pocket. The defensive end sees him, brings him down. It's not just somebody gets bull rushed. You know, some NFL tackle just getting run over. It's not normally how it happens. It's the second, third effort that really brings those plays down. And that's what George Karloftis was known for, was his ability to not give up on a play and to continue playing hard. And so for that reason, I thought he would rack up a lot of just like the five second long sacks, if that makes sense. He's not like beating a guy like you would see from, you know, a Nick Bosa or one of those types where he's just physically beating someone. But I thought he could rack up a bunch of extra sacks. And the crazy thing about his season is that we saw him come on late in the year. And for a player that started as a rookie week one, played a ton of snaps, normally you run into some kind of rookie wall where these guys slow down, they get beat up, they don't play this many games in college, they don't play this long in college. Training camps with Andy Reid are not easy relative to other camps right now. I laugh because once I said to a former player who played like 20 years ago, how tough do you think Andy Reid's camps are? And they looked at me like I was crazy. They were like, do you realize what we did back in our day where they had two a days in pads doing hitting drills to the ground for like six weeks. So don't ever make that mistake. Anybody listening, if you ever talk to an NFL player from 20 years ago, don't ask him about how difficult things are for current players. It's gotten a lot easier um, relative on the players than it was 20 years ago. But um, but yeah, I, I believe George Karloftis has a great chance uh, to have a great second year. His entire offseason to get ready to play football instead of getting ready to to do exercise drills at the combine or pro days to, to try and get drafted. He's actually spending this time getting ready to play football, not be good at exercising. So uh, I believe George Karloftis should have a great second year. I thought the most impressive thing were just that the majority of his, you know, um, sacks came late in the year. You know, he came on, had like five or six sacks in the second, like the last third of the season, which I thought was the most impressive thing for a player that should have been hitting the rookie wall. And instead, he was starting to play his best football down the stretch. Most people probably remember the biggest, I think the biggest offseason loss for the Chiefs was Orlando Brown going to the Bengals. I genuinely think that he's the missing piece the Bengals needs to win a Super Bowl. So do you think the Chiefs should have tried a little bit more to keep him as their start and tackle to help protect Mahomes? I think it worked out for the Chiefs. They ended up getting Jawan Taylor, who I think is a player that um, better fits athletically what Andy Reid would like to do with getting those offensive linemen out in space, uh, getting them running around. Orlando Brown is a very good player. Do not get me wrong. Uh, Orlando Brown was humongous and wasn't the most fleet of foot. He wasn't the quickest um, tackle, had a lot of power, had a lot of strength. 
you ask Andy Reid, you go back to even Eric Fisher when they drafted him, the things that Fisher and Mitch Schwartz would do, getting out in space and running and doing all those things, they get better fits what Andy Heck, the offensive line coach, Matt Nagy, offensive coordinator, and obviously what Coach Reid would like for those guys to do. I think Orlando Brown is a perfect fit for the Bengals because Orlando get, Brown gets beat with quicker players when he, when the quarterback's holding onto the ball. And sometimes Patrick Mahomes has tendency to hold onto the ball or he can drift in the pocket and hang on to it a little bit longer, or scramble around, do all those crazy things. And that doesn't lend itself well to a player like Orlando Brown, who would prefer that the quarterback get the ball out quickly because he's not going to move real quick to either mirror a defensive end or stop like a, a rush up the middle. So... Orlando Brown going to Joe Burrow, who gets the ball out extremely quickly, uh, is going to be a good fit for them. He's not going to give up the same kind of pressures and the numbers that you saw in Kansas City where, you know, during the regular season, Andrew Wiley and Orlando Brown Jr. gave up more pressures than any other pair of tackles in the league. Um, Now, you look at those numbers and they just tell part of the story. Because a lot of it, Patrick Mahomes scrambling around, what constitutes a pressure, who's at fault, all those kinds of things. But just looking at it from 50,000 foot view, I think Orlando Brown Jr. got paid, which is great for him because there was a chance that that wasn't going to happen when he kind of bet on himself and it wasn't looking like it was going to work out. Worked out for him. I think it worked out for the Chiefs. I literally think this is one of those scenarios in which I think everybody ended up in a really good spot. Juwan Taylor got paid. Chiefs got an athletic tackle. Orlando Brown Jr. got paid and ended up in a system that is going to not necessarily highlight uh, the things that he struggled with and the way that the Chiefs offense sometimes did um, having Mahomes hold on to the ball as long as he did. Uh, BJ, I knew probably on the Friday of the Box Seahawks game in Munich last year that you guys were going to be coming over to Germany and mm. we were flying out on the, on the Monday morning driving to the airport and there was a big I think it was Travis Kelsey and it said see you soon Germany. I thought oh my god who has put this <laughs> up? And um, and then obviously a few hours before it was released, we, we got the email, couldn't say anything, and we seen the Dolphins and we thought, what a game for a start. Um, I'm presuming that you guys might be over it. I, you, you said to Michaela there, but you know, you, you're, you're, you're going to go to games and with your kids, which is fantastic. I will say, even just as a fan, that like I, I enjoyed Munich more than the Super Bowl last year. I thought the atmosphere was 10 out of 10. Are there plans to come over? I, I may have heard whispers about things going on beforehand. Yeah, we were trying. We're trying to. So we talked to a couple of groups that uh, are helping get people over there, uh, talking to one of the Germany Chiefs podcasts and trying to partner up with them and get over there. We've got a lot of hosts and a lot of people that I need to take care of and and take over there with us. Uh, Myself, my wife, we would love to come, but we're not going to make that happen unless we can bring all our pals with us. So it's all of us or none of us. Uh, It's kind of the situation that we're in. behind the scenes kind of talking out loud through some of these behind the scenes decisions but trying to make it work um but there would be eight of us coming so if all eight we can't make it work for all eight of us to come then we're not going to send two or four um again it's everybody or nobody and it's it's not the the shortest trip so i would love to heard nothing but great things i've been a part of a lot of meetings about things that are going on over there uh things to get people over there a lot of cool things a lot of great people involved um we got a little bit of time to still try to make it work but we will absolutely be there if we can i know we all want to i'll say a prayer das kingdom shout out to mr jensen if you're listening to this i love yeah. the whole it's all or nothing it's all of us or none of us i love that kind of camaraderie um yeah 
people, most teams, if they had Patrick Mahomes at quarterback, they'd easily, they'd be confident in beating anyone in the league. Um, but going into the new season, is there any team in particular that would make your confidence waver just a little bit that the Chiefs could be? I think I'm always going to be confident when they step out on the field. It's funny because if you, we joke about this locally and even amongst all of us at KCSN that you ask me what I think the Chiefs' record is going to be. It's going to be, you know, I think they'll go 14 and three, you know, 13 and four, something like that. But then throughout the year, it's like, do you think the Chiefs are going to win this week? I would say 17 and oh, I would pick them to win every week, but I know it's not going to happen. Um, and it's because A, injuries. I mean, obviously, it's the, the low hanging, like, easiest thing if everybody stay, if everyone stays healthy there's probably three games on the schedule where the margin of error is the chiefs can't play mid if another team plays their best then they lose i think there's probably three teams on their schedule where they have to play at least average if not above average to win it's the teams that everybody would kind of know it's the Bengals, it's the bills the eagles being on their schedule and then uh the chargers are kind of right there um, if the Chargers play really well and the Chiefs don't, there's a chief chance the Chiefs could lose. Now, if the Chiefs play their best football game, I don't think there's anybody that can beat them because Patrick Mahomes, they're just going to score too many points. The margin of error for an opposing offense to have to keep up with what they can do on that side is so difficult. And then you add in a Chris Jones who could just make his two or three game-changing type plays a game, that creates the margin of error on that side of the ball where they can't overcome it. And that's as good as Jalen Hurts is. You have the number one offense, the number one defense for the Eagles. I'm sorry, but it's that superstar difference of Mahomes just takes the margin of error and just pulls to his side and makes it to where your opposing quarterback, Jalen Hurts, cannot make a single mistake the entire game on top of Chris Jones can't just make one of those big-time plays. Or now all these young guys they have on defense, they were all rookies last year. Now they all have experience. They're all going to come back and be so much better with your Brian Cook, your Trent McDuffie, your Karloftis, Josh Williams, Jalen Watson. You have all these young defensive backs that played so well as rookies. Now they're going to be that much better. Um, again, I use margin of error a lot, and I just, yeah, they're going to win. Finally. Sorry. Um, <laughs> you've psyched me up there, man. It just, like, finally, obviously, like, I support a team in the AFC West. The, the AFC is stacked, never mind the West. Mm-hmm. We're going to have teams this year that are very highly regarded dropout. Is there one team that you think could be on that bubble at the minute? Like, personally for me, and I've said it on different podcasts, I don't see the Broncos getting any more than seven or eight wins on the, on the, in the West at the minute. The Chargers are very interesting. And that's where I look at it, but it's going to be a mad, it's going to be a mad season, man. Yeah, the Chargers are always going to be there because the talent's there. It's just can Coach Daly get the most out of that group? I think last year J.C. Jackson did not play well, and he especially did not play well in the games against the Chiefs. Um, and they got banged up, and injuries are always a thing. But they've got Bosa, they've got Khalil Mack, they've got Derwin James. I mean, they have superstars on that side of the ball. I think the Broncos, it's a hundred percent on Sean Payton. How good of a coach is he? He got paid to go and try and fix. Uh, Russell Wilson, who's a better player than he showed last year. Um, it's somewhere in between what he saw, what we saw in Seattle and what we saw last year. But that Denver is interesting just because it's 100% dependent upon how good is Sean Payton going to be at this. 
And then honestly, the Raiders can be scary. I think Jimmy Garoppolo just kind of solidifies them. And it's just very similar to what Alex Smith did when he first came to Kansas City. I don't think they're going to be as good as the Chiefs were because they don't have Andy Reid. But just he's not going to be the reason that you lose a football game, um, but not necessarily going to, if all things are even, going to go lead you and, and will your entire team to a victory. I think he's just a very above average, solid starting quarterback. Um, but... <laughs> Max Crosby is a problem. And if Tyree Wilson pans out, having two of those dudes is going to be a problem. It's what they hope Chandler Jones would kind of provide. He was later into his career. We've seen it with the Chargers with, you know, Bosa and Mack, and they've been injured at different times. But if Crosby is healthy and Tyree Wilson pans out for the Raiders, that's a really good tandem that they've got. And it's about the only thing that could slow down the Chiefs and that offense is disruption. You get in his face, you make a move around. It's the only chance you have of beating Patrick Mahomes. So um, each team's got something fun. Um, I would be interested to see how Kellen Moore does as a play caller uh, for the Chargers. I know that they wanted to throw it around a little bit more last year. If you talk to their fans, they weren't thrilled with Joe Lombardi's play calling, uh, considering some of the the weapons that Justin Herbert has to throw to. And now you add Quentin Johnson in the mix. You got another Mike Williams type who's just a problem down the field and winning those big 50-50 balls. Eugene, really appreciate your time at KC Sports Network. Look, uh, hopefully, please God, you had the Frankfurt. I'm sure we'll see some, some, some there as well from the crew. And look, at, at least at that point, there's a 30 to 50 percent chance you'll be in Vegas anyway in February. So, in, in, enjoy the season. And uh, look, thanks, thanks very much for your time. I, I, I know it's a busy time, BJ. We definitely appreciate it. Chiefs fans here appreciate it as well. Thank you, man. Thank you, appreciate it. I'm going to call Daniel. We get this set up.